Ladies and gentlemen, limber up your tympanic membrane, stretch out your eustachian tube, and clean out your cochlea, because it's time to talk tall to me. I'm Omen Said. And I am Nick McGill. And we are in your ear right now. As feckless moans. As feckless moans. <laughs> and this is Talk Told to Me, your weekly adventure into the discography that is Jethro Tull. A dissection of the anatomy of the brain of Ian Anderson and associates, song by song, album by album, throughout the entire large intestine that is <laughs> Jethro Tull's discography? Yes. So we would dissect Ian Anderson's tongue and Martin Barr's fingers. Fingers, yeah. And Clive Bunker's heart. Because that's where drumming comes that's from. That's where drumming comes from. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to us. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome us back. Welcome back, the feckless moans. Because we are back from our summer break. Technically, we were three episodes ago. Yeah, but we recorded those. You can tell. Don't tell you, anyone. You can tell Nick. from the sound difference. But that that's the whole point of this is that now, for the first time in Feckless Mom's history, Whoa. Omen and I are in the same room. Whoa. We are in Feckless Mom's studios. We in, are in Feckless Mom's headquarters. In a bunker somewhere in upstate New York. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a joke. <laughs> um, Look yeah. at that wall of... of canned peas it's it's weird usually um usually we record this without actually being able to see each other's faces um so this is very distracting i mean we're both very beautiful very 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 handsome <laughs> yes as you can tell because we're on the radio so that's that's exciting that is exciting nick welcome back welcome back Omen. you can hear it we're shaking Sound hands of handshakes <laughs> Um, so Nick, Omen. what are we jumping back into this process with after our summers? We're back into the third album, Benefit, um, and we are on song number four, and that is Sun. S-O-N. Sunshine Day. S-O-N. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's have a listen to Sun. All right, so that was Sun. Yes, it was. It was pretty hardcore. It's a pr kind of a heavier one. Um, heavy, heavy in what sense? Are you talking about the music or the lyrics right now? Uh, music, specifically. Yeah. Um, this is this is feels like one of the heavier ones, if not the heaviest on this album. It's definitely right. it's definitely the least rhythmically diverse yeah it's very it's literally i i counted it out it's either in four four or maybe eight four time it's something okay. very it's very regular which is unusual for this album they do a lot of playing yeah like playing around with stuff right and and that certainly gives it this sort of like what do i want to say punch in my face feel it's very driving it's very driving but the guitar that 
Martin's guitar, that thick filter that he has on there, it's very really, crunchy. Yeah, that that's what makes that's what makes it driving to me. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. There's something really interesting for me about the way that Anderson is singing the lyrics, like, and it's hard to describe, but. It's sort of if you look at the lyrics written out, there are, it's it's sort of four line stanzas, mm-hmm. but there are riffs in the middle of lines. You're saying guitar riffs? Guitar riffs in the middle of, yeah. of, of lines. It's it's almost what we what I I now see as being fairly regular, although they do it in a variety of ways. There's a call and answer between singing and the instrumentation. Right, right, right. right. Um, like in the in the first verse, expression, guitar, 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 yeah, and passion, guitar, 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 yeah. And it's the it's the emotion to follow the lyric, the mm. words. Maybe. Yeah, I like that. I I like. So about that slowdown halfway through. Yes. So nice. Very interesting. Yeah. Very, for me, rhythmically redeeming for this song. Because if it was mm. just that one pace, I think it'd be a bit... I mean, it's 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 gorgeous to listen to. Mm. But I think it would be a bit too much the same thing. And that interlude really really breaks it out of that mode and makes it sort of gives you the listener a a moment to breathe there wouldn't be any variation in texture exactly if if that weren't there it almost and martin's plucking i think it's just because he's he's still in that filter but it sounds like a harpsichord to me I believe that that's John Evan on the uh, on the organ or the piano. Oh, I mean, at least he, at really, least, at least he's mixed in with this song. Yeah. Okay, we may have been hearing, but, li- but, listening to two di- two different bits. But it may be that it may be that um, that Martin Barr is is playing in unison mm-hmm. with uh, with John Evan in such a way that they that they're sort of creating one tone. Yeah. Let's listen to that section again. Yeah, let's. So on further examination, I think what we're hearing, Nick, is John Evan laying down a guitar. Sorry, John Evan laying down a piano background. Yeah. And then an acoustic guitar being plucked on almost a single string. Yeah. Kind of way up high. That's that that's that's that really vibratory vibratory sound that you were talking about. Um, Which we think may be Anderson. I think it could be. I don't see why not. You know what we don't hear at all in this song? Drum? Das Flaut. <laughs> Is that German for drums? Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, there's no, yeah. f- there's no flute in this song. True. No flute. True. I wonder. I forgot it. <laughs> we must have forgot it at home. We'll listen to the next four songs and none of them have flute. <laughs> yeah, that's all. They didn't want to waste studio time. Yeah. Yeah. 
driving back to the hotel. Yeah. 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 I guess. Yeah. It doesn't need flu. It doesn't feel like it's lacking to me. No. You know what it it feels though? I feel like I'm going to say some things. I feel like, (laughs) I feel like Ian Anderson's flute really is sort of a lightning rod for the divine. I know that's, I know that's, I know that sounds silly, but, but you know, when, when he plays the flute, it's really, I feel like he's channeling something else. Okay. Other than himself. Mm-hmm. And in this song, I'm getting a lot of like the actual Ian Anderson. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. I want to go back and listen to Back to the Family now. Ooh. Because I, one of the, the notes I wrote down is that that switch in tone from the heavy to the, the, the soft kind of melodic that we just listened to again. And then back into the heavy. Is that the same thing that we found in back to the family where one tone is dedicated to the city where oh it sucks there's no slowing down mm. or anything and the other tone is dedicated to the country but that's crappy too you well, know actually i think that the structure of that is more um it's it's one sound is dedicated to the state of not enjoying something okay and then the other tone is like wishing for the other place Okay. I think it's not divided between the country and the city in terms of the tones. I think it's, um, I'm pretty sure. I think we can, I mean, we can go back and listen to it. Just the two negative outlooks, basically two different types of, of negative outlook. Right. It's the, it's the, it's the, um, uh, dissatisfaction of what you have and the perception that you'll be happy in the future. Okay. But is that the same case here where it's two separate things? Ooh. So now it seems like we could get into the lyrics. Yes. I think that is a good place to get back and get into the lyrics oh my gosh i I do indeed there is so much here there are so many there's so many little moments that i feel he took from life it also feels like what's the one where they talk about we'll pick you up in a limo and is the tail end of the last song for a thousand mothers. Yeah. yeah. Song for thousands of mothers. This, um, thousand, yeah, exactly. A thousand songs for mother. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is a thousand feelings for daddy. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Feeling, feeling a thousand daddies. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I mean, oh my gosh, let's, Okay, there are verses for this where I'm like, oh, I can totally envision exactly what's happening here. And then there are verses where I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah, is it, is it really just a, is it just a language barrier? Or is it... Yeah, English is my third language. Well, 1970, no, 60... 69, 70. 1970 British English... No, it's just it's just that I just don't understand what he's talking about. So some of it, <laughs> some of it is some of it's uh, okay. So for instance, when I was your age, amusement we made for ourselves, totally clear. Mm-hmm. Permission to breathe, sir. Don't talk like that. I'm your old man. Those seem like very, like I could see, I can almost see the scene where those interactions happen. Mm-hmm. When I was your age, amusement we made for ourselves. Like, I just imagine. Lil, Lil Anderson. Lil Ian. Lil Ian being like, Daddy, I'd like to do this. Or like, I'd like a toy. Mm. And his daddy being like, Well, when I was your age, we played with war. 
Is that your best Scottish accent? It was, yes, years of research. <laughs> um, Full immersion. You know, but like, oh, you know, like that, that feels like, that feels like the sort of thing that antique dads say. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's the older generation. It's yeah. When I was your age, blah, blah, oh, blah. Totally, Anything. Totally. Yeah. And then permission to breathe, sir. Don't talk. I mean, Ooh. Yeah. That feels, that feels like maybe if we're looking at this as a, a series of vignettes as totally. um, a montage yeah. that is, that is cut, that cuts ahead a couple of years yeah, when he's like, Wants to borrow the car or right. something. Sassy 12-year-old yeah. Ian Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Borrowing the car. Yep. Yep. In, in, in Scotland and then. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, or, or for instance, they'll soon be demobbed, son, so join up as soon as you can. That, I reckon that's about the military. Demobbed? I mean, I'm not doubting the military part, but that was, I just, I, I can't fathom what that is. I'm not sure what de- demobbed is, but join up. Yeah. Definitely it feels like, you know, like join up means join up in the military. <laughs> join up means join up. Another, oh, demobilize. It's short oh. for demobilize. It's in formal British English. For demo. So they'll, the war will, whatever their needs are, will be over soon. So you better get into the army while they're, while they're still taking people. No, I think demobilize means you're set in a spot. Having British informal, having been released from the armed forces, demobbed soldiers, a newly demobbed army engineer. Oh. But then another one is saying he had to go back to China directly. He was re- demobbed and hasn't had a holiday since the war. Hmm. Well, either way, it has to do with the military. In fact, it does. So we were totally right. Mad props to us. <laughs> you you were. But that also seems like a very like, I mean, okay. So I I, I think, you know, we've talked a lot about in the in past episodes, Ian Anderson's identity as an artist mm-hmm. and what that meant coming from a working class background. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is sort of like a bunch of, a bunch of moments that he's showing us in which that tension was there. You know, mm-hmm. his father being like, yeah, join the military. And he's like, no, daddy, I want to play the flute in a rock and roll band. <laughs> that serious tension right there. Serious tension. You can't borrow that because that's for the races and doesn't grow on trees. Pretty clear, I think. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My take on that is uh, you can't borrow that money because that's oh. something I'm going to go bet on the horses and yeah. money doesn't grow on trees. I, uh-huh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think. It's, it. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. And I feel like a dummy not thinking about it. That's okay. The, um, the giving it to you is more throwing it away than going to, to bet with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, this is my weekly horse betting budget. Right, yeah. As opposed no. to you getting a... As opposed to you getting a new a new allowance. amp. Yeah. Or a new amp, yeah. I wonder how much... I mean, you know, I know this is... This is like jumping a little bit into, into some of that book. Yes. But I know that the the early Ian Anderson bands, pretty Jethro Tull, were... You know, they were, they were playing in bands in high school. Yeah. 
or yeah sixth form or whatever you call it in england yeah right when they took their owls is that yes when they took their <laughs> owls and then took them back <laughs> and they they you know they were kids i mean they were they were playing music before they could even drive mm-hmm. so they relied on support from various parental figures including like some guy who had a van and also <laughs> sounds, one of, sounds totally safe yeah <laughs> and also like somebody's mom like one right. of the one of the band's bandmates mothers invested a ton of money into i think the blades was the band at the time yep and i can imagine ian anderson's like frustration Mm. at having these projects that he clearly felt passionate about clearly was having some level of success at that other adults were supporting and being like dad i need like two pounds fifty for new guitar strings and a drum head and the dad being like no join the army yeah oh yeah yeah i mean we don't know much about at all his we don't know much in general period i should have ended the sentence <laughs> there about his early life with his relationship with his dad really. i think very little is written about that yeah so it's we're really going with and maybe that's intentional pure speculation but maybe we're reading between the lines, people. Or maybe we're literally reading the lines. Oh, yeah. Also that. <laughs> Eddie and Anderson. We're, we're reading the actual lines. Yeah, it seems it seems like like dear old boil, boiler fluid. Boiler fluid. Bo- boiler fluid Anderson uh, was didn't seem terribly BFA. BFA. <laughs> BFA and boiler fluid uh, didn't didn't seem terribly thrilled with his son's choices could be so it seems or wasn't or wasn't demonstratively excited about it at the least fair enough wasn't wasn't supportive yeah i think that's the and i think that's the main thing yeah okay nick and it took him three two took him two two and a quarter albums to get this one out right i mean there's some there's some glimpses of it earlier certainly sure but this is pretty clear okay it's called sun I mean, it it could all be allegorical. It could be. <laughs> nope. It is mm-hmm. smeared on a bathroom wall. It is very. Yeah. So I, I have a question for you about one verse, and then I want to jump into the the middle section where the where the where the rhythm changes. Yes. But first, I have a question. Yes. Okay. This is a little chestnut. Mm-hmm. It's advice, and it's nice to know when you're best advised. You've only turned thirty. So, son, you'd better apologize. question is this mm-hmm. the time that he wrote this ian anderson was 23 years of age hmm. why would he write you've only turned 30 my thought is that he will never be an adult in his dad's eyes mm. could you insert any age as long as his dad's alive ian's gonna be a screw-up and will never quote-unquote fully respect his dad at least in his dad's eyes he'll be still viewed as a child yeah essentially yeah yeah i think that makes a lot of sense especially if he chose the career of being in a band right and when you grow up 
if you're good, we will buy you a bike. We will. At your mother's insistence, we will buy you a bike. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then it just kind of trails off. Right uh, it's not exactly it's not word for word <laughs> is that not note for note? um it does it does blend really well into the next song though this whole album is um, very blendy i was listening on the on the drive down here and they flow really i was like well. which i was literally i was like what song where is the end of the song when does it trade yeah once the next where am i mm-hmm. i'm lost because even in some songs there are there are breaks that could technically be the change of a song. Well, and this is one of them. Yeah. So now going back to this break. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where it breaks is right as it goes into. This is some. These are some of the the most obscure lyrics for me. Mm. Yes. I only feel what touches me. And feel in touching, I can see a better state to be in. What? Nick, I... <laughs> can you shed any light on this? I only feel what touches me. Uh-huh. And feel in touching, I can see a better state to be in. Oh, I got it. Oh, what I is it? I got it. I only feel the rage and disrespect in being treated like a child because that's what's that's what's touching me Mm. and in feeling that i can see a better state to be in i can see the bright side i can see Mm. a life without someone treating me like this okay following it up who has the right to question what i might do that's interesting that's based on that that sort of is like you know I have to hold on to this this path that I have of being an artist. Yeah. In feeling I should touch the real and only things I feel. Oh, okay. I sort of, I think it might be sort of like, you have to trust what you know to be true about the world, your own worldview that you develop out of experience rather than someone else's dictated, this is how things are, this is how you have to yeah. behave. Yeah. And it's 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 all. It's it's it to me. It sounds like he's trying to explain away his his rebellion almost. Mm. Because I mean, it's the flip of a coin. He could very well have become his dad. Totally being treated like this. Well, and I also think that and perpetuated that cycle. Right. Well, there's also like you were saying just a, a second ago that that feeling of anger toward one's parents which is i think is common especially mm-hmm. in 23 year olds yeah <laughs> um that can overtake you mm-hmm. and i sort of feel like in the context of this musical shift in the middle of the song mm-hmm. do, 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 you're committing do, 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 do. yes i almost feel like that's taking like when you're in the middle of all that rage and all the, mm-hmm. that that anger and shouting, when you like actually take a breath and you're like, actually, I'm a totally valid person. My yeah. path that I'm choosing is totally valid. I believe in myself and that's the most important thing. And no one else can, can tell me, you know, that I'm wrong. Yeah. 
and then back into but, it. Yeah. Screw you, yeah, Dad. Yeah. It's, it's the explanation and validation in the middle of this song. To himself. It's about his relationship yeah. with himself. Whereas yeah. the whole other rest of the song is about his relationship with his dad. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Cracked it. Nailed it. That was the sound of a high five. <laughs> we need subtitles for the podcast. Subtitles? For no, the not that. What's the thing? What's the opposite of subtitles? <laughs> oh, like um, like when Action a blind person watches Netflix and there's someone who describes things. Yeah, I always wonder yeah. what that's like. Um, I think he's turning slightly away from his mic now. His yellow tinted glasses. Oh. I I did an audiobook seminar with I met someone in a, an audiobook mm. seminar who did that for Netflix for a couple of shows. Yeah. Whoa. I forget what she called it. Action description. Audio audio description. Audio description. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's apparently a lot harder than you would think. I would imagine that it would be very hard. Because you can't add any emotion. It is legit just straight description. My dog is losing her mind. <laughs> Okay, so I think we solved the greatest mystery that was behind Sun, for sure. Yeah. Any final thoughts on Sun? You know, I I just hope that they improve their relationship as time went on. That's all I'll say about that. We'll never know. We may never know. Omen, if if Sun were a relative. <laughs> Uh huh. What relative would Sun be? Hmm. Hmm. Like, uh, like of of my family members? No, just in general, like your stereotypical. I feel like I feel like it would be the cousin who dropped out of high school and went to a year of vocational college, but didn't finish because he was too mad at the world. You nailed exactly the one I was thinking. Do you have that cousin? No, no. But you know, you know what I mean. And then they show, then they come to family events, and they just like sit angrily in the corner the whole time, yeah. and they're like, "Yeah, but it's it's all screwed up anyway." And they eat their their Christmas ham with like a switchblade. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. carve their name into into the like the wood of the the. They wish the they table. were cool enough for a motorcycle, but they never actually got a real job. Yeah, they had like a Vespa or something. Uh, don't knock Vespas. On the scale of cool, they they got they inherited their grandmother's car. Yes, they in- their Buick, her Buick LeSabre. <laughs> yeah, when they were making it, when when they were making um, Buicks that brown color, you know what I'm talking about? They're like maroon brown. Yeah, faded maroon mm-hmm. brown. Yeah, yeah. And and the coolest thing that he could do was get that steering wheel cover that had flames on it. Yeah, and so he did. And of course he did. At sure. a gas station. Sure. When yeah. he worked there. Yeah, <laughs> he stole it from the gas station. That's why he got fired. Yep. Oh, unraveled. Woo, old Billy. Yeah. <laughs> um, amazing. So that is it for this week. Welcome back, everybody. When you grow up, if you're gone, we will buy you a Welcome back. Welcome back. And goodbye. And goodbye. Next week, we are covering the third in the triptych of songs for Jeffrey. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Is it the third already? It is.
It is the fifth song off of Benefit. It is for Michael Collins, Jeffrey, and me. Which in itself is a triptych. It's a triptych within a triptych. So it's a nine tick. Math. I don't think that's how it works. What was the ninth month? September. November. Oh, what was? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Oh, originally. I don't mean the modern (laughs) that everyone hates. I think you're the only person I've ever heard. Really? I really object to it. God, I, it bothers me so much. It's daylight savings time is way more of a hassle than a couple of months. It's the entire the entire system is just screwed up, man. The Julian calendar system. Eat my ham. <laughs> Billy, how'd you get in here? <laughs> um, okay, so until next time, don't be a disobedient son and listen to... And subscribe to our podcast. Rate, rate, and review. Rate. If you're this far, you you're subscribed. You, at this point. we are your daddy. We are your told daddies. <laughs> 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 so uh, I'm yeah. Owen Sage. I'm Nick McGill. We are Feckless Moms, and this is Talk Tall to Me on the Feckless Moms Audio Network. <laughs>